welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 293 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about left-handed pitcher Chris Sale being traded to the Atlanta Braves. In his first season with the Boston Red Sox in 2017, lefty Chris Sale was arguably the best pitcher in the world. That year, he won 17 games and struck out a league-leading 308 batters, the second most ever for a Red Sox starting pitcher in a single season. Then the following year, he won 12 games and was part of a World Series winning team. So in his first two seasons with the Boston Red Sox, Chris Sale made the trade worth it. It was reminiscent of other moves the Red Sox had made in the past for elite pitching talent. Pedro Martinez from the Expos, Josh Beckett from the Marlins. The problem as we all know is what happened after those first two seasons. The Red Sox then gave Sale a massive contract extension, five years, $145 million, and he became plagued with injuries. Now after a season of making 20 starts, he's been traded to the Atlanta Braves which is a very good thing for Sale. He's leaving a last place team for a World Series contending team. I was not a fan of the Chris Sale extension from the get-go. I thought he would break down from injury in year one or two of the contract. I never could have predicted he would barely pitch under this contract. And what also made that trade even worse is all of the members of the 2018 World Series winning team that left the team before Chris Sale, Mookie Betts was gone, Chris Sale was still there. Xander Bogarts was gone, Chris Sale was still there. The team didn't end up paying their all-star players, but ended up giving a boatload of money to Chris Sale, all because ownership was afraid that History was going to repeat itself when they couldn't keep lefty John Lester. Well, guess what? Chris Sale wasn't John Lester. What should have happened is the Red Sox should have waited until the end of 2019 to make a decision about Chris Sale. If he were healthy that season, then you give him a contract extension. There was no need to give him a contract when they gave him one. Now you can argue that that contract is one of the reasons they're not paying for starting pitchers right now. I don't hear them in the market for Jordan Montgomery. I don't hear them in the market for Blake Snell, probably because they are afraid to spend that kind of money on a starting pitcher because of what happened to Chris Sale. And let's be honest, that part of it isn't Chris Sale's fault. That's the franchise. This franchise used to give out bad contracts left and right, and it didn't matter. They would continue to put money into the team. John Lackey didn't work out until the end. They kept paying for starting pitching. This team no longer acts like a big market team. So when a contract goes bad, they are affected by it like they didn't used to be. So why exactly? Exactly are the Braves a better fit because the Atlanta Braves are not going to rely on him to be an ace pitcher. There's not as much pressure. The problem with the Red Sox is they needed Sale to be the old Chris Sale. They and that was never going to happen. I personally don't have a lot of faith in Sale being healthy, but I can understand why the Braves would be interested in the left-hander. He's just been injured so much that maybe he should go back to being a relief pitcher like he was early on with the Chicago White Sox. So how exactly should Red Sox fans remember the Sale era? It's a bit of a mixed bag because all of the seasons waiting for him to be healthy is what we're used to. But overall, I look at it as a success. At the time of the trade, the Red Sox were desperate for an ace pitcher, 
David Price was really good but had his playoff woes. Sale wasn't the best player on the 2018 World Series winning team, but I don't think they would have won the World Series without him. I think they needed that ace pitcher. And for a while, for a short-term period, Chris Sale filled that role. Now, the problem is the last five years, we really needed him to do the same thing, and he didn't. In 2017, we all thought we were watching the next great Red Sox pitcher that this guy was going to rival Roger Clemens and Pedro Martinez and possibly be the third best starting pitcher in Red Sox franchise history. He's not that. I don't see how you could even put him in the top 10 Red Sox starting pitchers of all time. I'm sorry, a guy like Tim Wakefield is ahead of Chris Sale. Chris Sale doesn't have that longevity. He has a two-year short window of being the most dominant pitcher in the league, but that's it. I mean, I never thought I would say this, but David Price had a better run with the Boston Red Sox than Chris Sale. And in 2017, I never thought I would say those words. I really did believe we were seeing one of the best starting pitchers in Red Sox franchise history, and clearly the Red Sox believed that as well, as they gave him that massive contract. But now because of this contract, I do believe the Red Sox are afraid of giving a pitcher a long-term deal. And I would say that's ridiculous. Long-term deals can really work out. Justin Verlander had a long-term deal. He's one of the best pitchers of his era. CeCe Sabathia is a future Hall of Famer. He signed a long-term contract with the New York Yankees, one of the best free agent signings of all time. The Yankees currently have Garrett Cole, one of the best recent free agent and signings. You just have to pick the right moment to give the pitcher a long-term contract. Chris Sale was coming off of a 2018 season where he wasn't even a starting pitcher in the final game of the World Series. He was coming out of the bullpen. Things didn't look right for him as a starting pitcher moving forward. The Red Sox should have seen the writing on the wall, give it one more season to see what Chris Sale had, and then make a final decision on him. But no, instead they gave him a lot of money and since then they've kind of cheapened out when it comes to starting pitchers. They've instead gone for veterans on one-year deals Michael Waka, Corey Kluber, James Paxton. Some of those guys have worked out and some of them haven't. If the Red Sox really want to get back into being one of the best teams in baseball they need to start paying starting pitchers. That's what they need. They have a guy in Brian Bayo who might be a solid number two pitcher but they need to find that number one Lucas Giolito is a good sign. I like that they spend real money on a guy. He's a guy who gave up the most home runs last season. He might not be the right guy. They've invested real money in him, but I think they need that clear number one ace. Whether that's Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, they need to find that guy. Because every great Red Sox team has that clear number one ace pitcher. You can go back to Roger Clemens. You can go back to Louis Tiant. You can go back to Pedro Martinez. You can go back to Chris Sale. You can go back to David Price. The Red Sox teams that win have elite starting pitching. The 2013 Red Sox won a World Series because of John Lester. They had that clear ace pitcher. And right now, the Red Sox are hoping that Brian Bayo becomes that. But how long is that wait going to happen? They need to get a clear number one right now. Because we don't even know if Brian Bayo is going to become a number one. I look at him as a number two, 
probably a number three best case scenario. The Red Sox were a last place team last season because of their pitching. Their offense is fine. It's Fenway Park. Hitters are going to hit. A guy like Justin Turner can come to Fenway Park and have a career season. What's hard to find is pitching and that's what the Red Sox desperately need and they're going to have to pay some serious cash to find it. I get it. The Chris Sale thing didn't work out for you. Now he's gone. You're still paying him while he's in Atlanta, but let's not use the Chris Sale as an excuse anymore. Start paying for starting pitching. And I do want to discuss this because I think it's relevant to the conversation. The Red Sox have a new pitching coach in Andrew Bailey. Andrew Bailey was a really good reliever. He's a decent pitching coach. It feels like the Red Sox are having this narrative that Andrew Bailey is going to save the career of some struggling pitchers. Like they've brought in Lucas Giolito. Maybe Andrew Bailey can get the best out of him, but let's be honest. Andrew Bailey is not going to turn Lucas Giolito into a Cy Young Award winner, or he's probably not going to be the same Lucas Giolito who was a clear number one pitcher for the Chicago White Sox. Spending money is going to be the only way the Red Sox come together with an elite pitching staff. Craig Breslow might know a lot about pitching. Andrew Bailey might know a lot about pitching, but what they need is a clear number one pitcher and Lucas Giolito ain't it. Maybe Andrew Bailey is going to do wonders for his career, but what's the best case scenario there? That he becomes a 13-game winner and a number two pitcher? Like, the Red Sox need that ace. They need that Roger Clemens. They need that Pedro Martinez. They need that Chris Sale from 2017. That's the kind of pitcher right now that the Red Sox need, and Andrew Bailey isn't going to turn anyone into that. They need to find that, and they need to pay for that. There has also been good starting pitchers that were free agents earlier this offseason that are now off the board. The Red Sox should have been on Sonny Gray. I get the Sonny Gray problem. He doesn't like pitching for big markets, so now he's with the St. Louis Cardinals. I get it. It didn't work out for Sonny Gray with the Yankees, but come on. The Red Sox need a guy like Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is dependable. Now, he's not an ace pitcher, but he could be your number two two, and then you could pay for a number one. One of the problems I have with the current Red Sox pitching staff is they have a lot of guys who you don't really know are starting pitchers or not. Tanner Houck comes to mind. Garrett Whitlock comes to mind. Garrett Whitlock should be in the bullpen. He was a weapon coming out of the bullpen a few years ago, and now the Red Sox are acting like he's a starting pitcher. He's not. Nick Pavetta is a borderline starting pitcher. I think this Red Sox pitching staff needs to be revamped. Right now, you have two guys who I believe in. You have Giolito, who I think can be decent again, and you have Brian Bayo. The other free spots need to be filled by better options than what you have. You cannot go into this moment and act like you have six starting pitchers. Because to my eyes, you really only have two that you can depend on. And Lucas Giolito right now is a reach. Again, this guy gave up the most home runs last season. And the LA Angels, a team that was desperate for starting pitching, traded for this guy, and immediately got rid of him. That's a bad sign. Let's talk about the Atlanta Braves pitching staff, because on paper, they're really good. They have Chris Sale, they have Max Reed, they have Charlie Morton. The problem is, those three pitchers have struggled to remain healthy. Charlie Morton is an older pitcher. You're not going to get much out of him. He's still really good when he takes the mound, but he's not going to make 30 starts for you. Max Freed has been on again, off again with the injuries. He would be 
their clear ace pitcher, but he hasn't been healthy consistently these last few seasons. The Braves, unlike the Red Sox, can get away without having a clear ace pitcher because of their all-time great offense. They have Ronald Acuna Jr. They have Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies. That team is going to score a lot of runs. They don't need a clear guy to win 20-plus games anymore. This is a very different-looking Braves team than the ones in the 90s that relied on John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, and Greg Maddox. This team is all about their offense. Now, they might need another really good starting pitcher. There were rumors that they were in on Sonny Gray. That would have been a great addition to that team. There is one way that this Braves team is similar to that team of the 90s. That team of the 90s only won one World Series title. This Braves team, this current roster, has only won once in 2021. They keep making the postseason each season. Last year, they broke a record for home runs. They've been great. They've been fantastic in the regular season, but come postseason time, they've struggled in the last two seasons. They've lost to the Philadelphia Phillies in series that weren't really that close. The Phillies look like the better team with Bryce Harper, Trey Turner. Now, that team is a team that's quiet in the regular season. The Phillies sometimes don't look like a dominant team, but then come postseason time, the engines get going and Kyle Schwarber hits a home run every single game seemingly. And now you have to wonder if the Braves can keep pace with the star-studded LA Dodgers who have Mookie Betts, they have Freddie Freeman, and now they've added Shohei Otani and Yamamoto. And by the way, the Dodgers are about to get back Walker Bueller. I mean, their pitching staff might be elite next season. And I didn't even mention the name Tyler Glass now. I mean, watch out for the Dodgers. There is rumors that the Dodgers might add a big bat with Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, the Dodgers are going to be the clear favorites in the National League, and the Braves are just going to have to quietly keep pace with them. I do think if he remains healthy, which is a big ask, that Chris Sale can have success with the Atlanta Braves because they won't be asking a lot from him. He just needs to throw five innings. They're not going to be complete games. He's going to be on a pitch count. They're probably never going to let him throw more than 100 pitches. And he's going to get run support. He still has elite stuff when he pitches on the mound. For whatever reason, freak injuries just keep happening. And I'm sorry, joining a good team has to have a great impact on a player like Chris Sale. He's going to be motivated. He wants to be the final piece of a World Series winning team, and he wants to prove the doubters wrong. That's why I'm interested if I'm an Atlanta Braves fan, is because they have a pitcher that has a lot to prove. Because before all of these injuries, Chris Sale was on a Hall of Fame path. He was thought of as a perennial Cy Young Award contending pitcher. He was a regular all-star. I mean, and now the only reason people talk about him is because of his injury history. He wants to change that narrative, and the Braves are looking to take advantage of that fact. They've given him a contract extension. They've given him security. They're going to give him a place to be a really good pitcher again, and that's what he wants. He doesn't need to be extraordinary. I mean, the absolute best-case scenario here is Chris Sale wins NL Comeback Player of the Year. I mean, that's what the Braves are banking on, that this guy is motivated not to be the old Chris Sale, but to remind people that he's still a very good pitcher in this league because people have forgotten because he hasn't been there. I know as fans over these last few years with Chris Sale, we feel like we've lost seeing an elite pitcher. We feel like we've been the victims of this situation, but the real victim here 
has been Chris Sale again. This guy was on the Hall of Fame highway. He was one of the best lefties in baseball. He struck out 300 batters, and now he's an afterthought because of the injuries. He just wants to get back to being a normal pitcher in this league. He's not going to make another All-Star game, probably. He's not going to contend for Cy Young's. He just needs to get back to being a decent pitcher who can remain healthy. Now, that's a big ask. If Chris Sale goes on the IL a few times next season, nobody's going to be surprised. But I think we all should be rooting for him here because it's been a rough few seasons. There was that year last year where he broke the television in the minor leagues. He's been trying to get back to being that guy. Hopefully, he can get to some place with the Atlanta Braves. Now, he's never going to be the old Chris Sale. And because there's really no pressure here, that's why I believe in this situation because I do believe that Chris Sale was struggling trying to get back to being the old Chris Sale. He probably felt that pressure. That's not going to be there with Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves are going to win 95 games with or without Chris Sale. He just needs to be a missing piece of the puzzle. He just needs to be a regular guy who can win maybe 10 games next year. He needs to fill a role. He doesn't need to be the ace pitcher on the staff. I know there are Red Sox fans already calling this trade a huge victory because you got Vaughn Grissom. How is that a loss for the Braves? They've locked up every single young positional player on on their roster. Ozzy Albies is going to be there a while. They have everyone locked up and the Braves pick and choose who they want to give long-term extensions to. I have no idea if Vaughn Grissom is very good at the sport of baseball or not. I'm going to find out next season being a fan of the Red Sox, but I don't look at this move as that questionable. They're not giving up a lot here. The Braves have an unlimited amount of offense on their team. What they need is a starting pitcher, and they're taking a chance on a guy who still has potential when he pitches on the mound. Now, it hasn't been a lot, but they're not asking him to be the ace of the staff the same way the Red Sox were. As a fan of the Red Sox, I am glad that we can stop all the talk about the team needing to rely on Chris Sale. They were never ever going to be able to rely on him to be the old Chris Sale ever again, and that's what they needed him to be. The Braves don't need that. They just need him to be maybe the third or fourth starting pitcher in their rotation, and really, they need him for postseason time to get big outs, and I believe that Chris Sale is is capable of doing that if he's healthy. I'm rooting for the guy. I was a fan of the Red Sox. I thought we had found the next Pedro Martinez. Ultimately, it didn't work out even though I view the trade as a success. He was unbelievable in 2017. 308 strikeouts. I do believe this guy needed a fresh start because the whole narrative around the Red Sox year in and year out is we're waiting for Chris Sale to be the old Chris Sale. And deep down, we all knew that was never going to happen. There's not that same reputation with the Atlanta Braves. I think he's going to be good next season. Do I think he's going to be great? Absolutely not. I think those days are gone. But again, I'm really rooting for Chris Sale to be a part of a really good Atlanta Braves team. He deserves success moving forward. I don't want to harp on this, but I'll end on this. I find it so ridiculous that he was the last member of the 2018 Red Sox team to be on the roster. How is that not Mookie Betts? How is that not Xander Bogarts? That was the franchise failing the fan base. 
Chris Sale was really good, but 2018, we could all see the writing on the wall for him to be the last remaining member was insane. The trade for Chris Sale was a success. The contract extension was a failure. You can't deny those two things. Trading for him right away in 2017, he was unbelievable. 2018, he won a World Series. From then on, he wasn't the same guy because he wasn't healthy. I hope he is for the Braves who really have nothing to lose. Let's say Chris Sale is not even half as good as he was with the Red Sox. That's still better than most pitchers in the league. I really hope he has success next season, and I hope he wins NL Comeback Player of the Year. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>